For as long as I can remember, they've been telling us to enjoy it while they're young, but our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy it? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time to make shift happen. You can be a happy mom. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen. I've grown. I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not a burden. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. And so are you. Come with me. Let's rise, mamas. Adjust your crown. Accept your responsibility. Change the effing world together. It's all in the way we choose to see it. I'm so glad you're here, friend. You're listening to Meant to Bloom with Brittany Clarkson. Welcome in, my friends. I'm so glad to have you joining me on another episode of Meant to Bloom. Today's episode, I am so excited to be sharing this with you. It is a topic that I can talk on endlessly, and I found a new friend, Natasha Mila, who can do the same. I was so blessed to have this conversation with her. It is so authentic and just truth-filled, just diving deep on ease without guilt. And uh, Natasha and I both opened up and shared what guilt feels like to us and discovered that guilt feels different to both of us. I am so excited to share this episode with you, and I would love for you to reach out to me or Natasha. Um, Go over on Instagram. We're both there. She is underscore Natasha Mila underscore. I am at Britt Clarkson. Um, And we'd both be happy to chat with you about what guilt feels like to you. Go tag us in your stories and your posts. Let us know how this episode resonates with you. Okay, as you may know, I'm currently in a season of letting peripheral things go and be as easy and as possible in order to very peacefully prioritize my life. My focus right now is on family, and I'm trying to let my actions reflect that and be very intentional about how I'm spending my time. I am infusing my life with peace ruthlessly any way I possibly can. Peace means action too, though, sometimes, right? But here's two absolute truths that I'm talking about in this episode with Natasha. One, easy isn't always simple. And two, guilt is garbage. The last year, I put a heavy focus on letting things be easy. I had no idea at that time that I would have to overcome so many mental roadblocks before that could really happen. Easy isn't always easy, especially when it comes with guilt that you're not doing enough. Hey friend, happy new year. I wanted to let you know about this challenge I'm hosting at the end of the month. So you got plenty of time to get in on it, but starting January 30th, I'm going to be hosting my five day mindset realign challenge. I haven't hosted this in about a year and I, you know, wow, I hadn't realized how long it'd been since I'd hosted it. So I'm really, really excited to get back into that. And in this five day challenge, we'll be setting intentions, working on affirmations for our negative thoughts. We'll be, um, you know, setting life goals, talking about our enoughness, and just really aligning with our mindsets and getting that mentality just 
back in check. Um, you know, you can never check your mind enough. So mindfulness is a big key in this one. And I would love to have you join me. I'm going to include a link in the description below to go ahead and get signed up for that. And I'll send you emails when everything's getting started and how to get into the Facebook group where we'll be chatting about it and hosting all the live videos every day. Um, so I'd really love to have you in there. Thanks. Why don't we go ahead and start with you introducing yourself? Perfect. Sounds good. Um, so my name is Natasha Mila. That's actually my middle name, but that's what I go by. <laughs> um, and I just started a website. It's just my name, natashamila.com. Um, and I have a podcast, just mom, G-I-S-T mom. Um, and yeah, I used to be a 4k teacher for the last, like a couple years ago for five years. And now I'm staying at home with our three little kids. They're three. Our oldest is three Lainey. Our middle is going to be two at the end of January. Her name's Dakota. And our youngest is Grayson. And he is almost six month old, months old. He'll be six months old in a couple days, actually. Actually, yeah, two days. <laughs> in two days. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think I might have the same age gaps between my kids. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of wild, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So what are your kids? Uh, my youngest is going to be three in February. Okay. My oldest turns six in October and the middle okay. one is four right now. <laughs> so it is, it is yeah, so, so fun. You, yeah, that's very close together. How do yeah. you like now that they're a little bit older? You're like at the next stage up. Right. I love it. I do. It's really exciting. Like being out of the baby phase with all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's a whole new world. It is so fun. Yeah, that's nice. I love snuggly babies, but they are exhausting. I'm not a really huge fan of the baby year. <laughs> right. Yes. I like when they're like two and they still kind of want to snuggle like a baby, but also they can totally play independently and like you just put snacks in front of them and they're like, yep, cool. I'm good to go. I don't need yeah. you to hold me and feed me. <laughs> Oh, right. Exactly. And other people are a lot more comfortable, like watching them for a couple hours here and there when they get past the baby year too. So that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. A little less fragile. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I listened to like a couple of your podcasts. So, um, and you used to be called something else, I think, right? Do you have like a different name? It's a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you kind of did like a little transformation and now you're meant to bloom. It seems like the last like couple episodes, it, it sounds like I must have listened like right at that cusp of you changing and on. And it, so it sounds like you're really confident in this current role. Like this is like where you're supposed to be. Yeah, it's actually where I started. That's what's funny okay. about that is that I started a podcast last year yeah. called Meant to Bloom but I was transitioning out of being a blogger into a podcaster and things were kind of awkward. And I was like reading a lot instead of speaking and people could really tell, like I had friends tell me that once I started podcasting and not just reading my blog, they were like, I can really tell like the change in your voice. Like there's so much more passion and emotion in it now. You've really yeah, grown and yeah. developed. And I was like, yeah, it's cause I stopped reading out loud. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading things I'd written a year before, before. Um, and that podcast was called Mental Bloom. And then once I kind of like figured out how to podcast, I was like, I'm going to relaunch. It's time for something new. Let's rebrand. And I changed the name 
And I had a lot of positive feedback about it from people. But after, you know, so many episodes, I was just like, this this doesn't feel fun to like tell people I'm the host of the I Get To podcast. It doesn't sound the way Meant to Bloom podcast sounded. I was yeah. like, I need to go back to that. Like, I, I stole my own name back. Like, <laughs> like Meant to Bloom 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely does feel like where I'm supposed to be, but it was a long story of getting here. Yeah. Yes, sounds like everybody's life, right? <laughs> like once you right. get to that, you're like, oh, it seems so simple, but now hindsight, right? Always hindsight. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You like just started your podcast like a couple months ago or something? Yeah, for sure. I like just released a couple episodes. I just recorded two new ones yesterday, actually. So hopefully those will I just have to edit them and put them out. But um yeah, I I've had this in the works for like a really long time. I've always been a blogger, but I just kept changing the type of blog I had, not because I didn't like what I was blogging about, but just because the season of my life kept changing, right? So like I started way back in college, I just wrote like random stuff on there, you know, because it's circa that year, <laughs> I just wrote random things online, right? Um, but then it evolved into... Uh, so like my un- undergrad, I worked at, while I was in undergrad, I actually worked in a 4K classroom at a private school there. And so I started doing like kid activities, but it just wasn't really what I wanted to be talking about. Like I, I sure could come up with eight more kid activities, but there's like a plethora of them on the internet. So I was like, I don't want to add to this noise. Like, it's just not what I yeah. want to do. But um, what I wanted to talk about was like the other kind of stuff about kids, but I just didn't feel like I was there yet because I wasn't also a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I kind of changed gear and we are big like backpacker outside people. So we, I then wrote about our trips backpacking really just for fun again. Uh, and then when I was a teacher, I did like a teacher blog for my parents, of like the kids' parents of our classroom. So we just kind of have done I've always typed words onto the internet, uh, but now I feel like I have things to say that I've wanted to say for a while, and I like to talk, so I thought a podcast is a great way to do that, uh, and honestly, that's like how I, as a mom with very little time, consume a lot of information is podcasts or audiobooks and stuff, because you can just stick one earbud in and do the dishes and whatever else you need to do, so I... that's who I'm writing to so I wanted to cater to that need of a mom that's very busy and so I you know want to have that long format on the blog still but then talk about it in a podcast form and I think it's a little bit more relatable too when you can hear somebody actually saying it out loud Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely and I feel like tone gets like misunderstood less often on a podcast Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you can't misunderstand. Well, you kind of can, I guess, if you're not, you don't know that person. You don't know their intention, but yeah. But for the most part, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. I tend to write like, I don't know, kind of sarcastically or satirically a little bit sometimes. And I didn't realize that for like years of blogging and not realizing like people could really be misunderstanding this when I go back and read it without the tone of my voice. Yeah, and it's definitely benefit. 
Right. And sometimes like the headspace you're in too. Like I write an email, like a weekly email to my email subscribers and I have a lot of fun with it. And I put like a lot of gifts in there is how you say that word gifts, um, a lot of gifts in there and like fun stuff. And so like the headspace that you're in, you're like, this is funny and it's very entertaining. But then like, if you go back months later, you're like, okay, does that even really make sense? <laughs> Hopefully that made sense to everybody at the time, but it's a little confusing. Oh yeah. <laughs> not the joke, but yeah, but thank God for gifts, right? Because they really add to that. Like, I am making a joke. <laughs> yes. Yes. I hear people say it's GIF and I, ugh, I don't know. That. I don't so know. I'm on the GIF train. I am. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, GIF is peanut butter. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a J. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. For anyone listening, um, we're in agreement. It's GIF. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we must be right. Two two people agree. So that must right. be right. In this corner of the internet, we're going with you. Mm-hmm. And they're the best. Um, all right. So let's dig in to what yeah. we're really here to chat about. Um, letting things be easy without feeling guilt about it. And, you know, especially as moms, like, wow, guilt comes easy and ease does not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, I was gonna like make a couple of notes about guilt. Um, so like we're constantly setting priorities and changing those priorities, right? Like depending on and like depending on the size of that priority, you might be like changing the order of importance and by day or by year or by minute, really, like what's important to you that day. Um So like, for example, like family comes first for a lot of people, right? But like, what does that actually mean? And what does that actually look like for you that day? Mm -hmm. So like one day that might mean you're like prioritizing healthy meals and getting everybody outside and um, spending a lot of time together. And like another day that might mean you have to tackle that 75 things on your to-do list so it might mean your kids are watching tv for two hours that day right um so both things still mean that you're prioritizing your family it just looks a little bit different um and so I guess those like constantly shifting priorities you only have so much time in your day to do a priority and so what that means is going to look different and so I guess you're always going to feel that guilt, right? Um, so I guess instead of saying like, you're going to be not feeling guilt at all about certain things that you make easy, you're just kind of living with it, like, despite your guilt. Like, you're just saying, okay, I feel a little guilty about it, but I'm letting that go. <laughs> and I, this is just where I'm at. And this is just what we have to do in order for these priorities to kind of line up for the day. Um, so getting to that point where you feel a little better about the guilt that you're living with, right? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I view guilt a little bit differently. Okay, as in, I feel like I've kind of divorced guilt. Oh, yeah. You're just like, like I don't feel guilt. I'm, yeah, I'm just like, every time it comes, tries to come back in the door, I'm just like, no, we changed the locks. You're not allowed here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want you in my life anymore. Yeah. And so I won't let it, you know, like have a seat at the table. Yeah. And mostly it's because the way I view guilt is just, it doesn't help. 
Sure. So, okay. So that's so interesting. Cause I am like totally the opposite. Like I actually feel like it motivates me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. I want to, I want to hear your side and then I'll kind of like rebuttal you. A little. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that you said that I kind of, I think it's a personality type difference kind sure. of thing, maybe. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to me, guilt, I also have this, like, I have trouble with moderation when it comes mm-hmm. to pretty much anything. And I have this long history of depression and anxiety that is very much rooted in allowing negative thoughts to take hold and to believe them is true. And so when guilt tries to come in, it immediately is trying to convince me like, you're a really bad mom for this. You shouldn't even try. You need to give up right now. Um, And then I'll just like start trying to get every single area of my life. And so that's why I've had to be like, once it starts to come in, I have to remind myself, that's not going to help me get this done it's going to distract me from doing it. And it's just gonna make me feel bad about it. And it's not really like a motivating factor for me. So I think that's interesting that it motivates you. Yeah, no, that's totally interesting. It's like an antagonist for you. You're like, please do not enter my space because you are a problem for me. (laughs) So go away. And this is just what I'm doing. You like stop it at the door. Yeah, I, I a little differently... I guess I don't mind it being in the room. (laughs) Like, I'm like, okay, you can come in the door. Like, I see you. I hear you. Um, But I feel like because the things that I feel guilty about, the reason I feel guilty about them is because they are actually still on my priority list. Like, I feel guilty about things like healthy eating or um, finances or like spending time and whatever. So those are all still things that are like on my priority list. (laughs) What's up Dakota? You can open it up for a second. What do you need? Okay. Well, go, go back over in the living room if you don't need anything. Um, okay. So I, I do like not mind when, when guilt's around just because I feel like I like to keep those priorities in the back of my mind and be like, they are important to me. Like I haven't forgotten that I want to be better in those areas of my life, but I just don't have the time and energy to do all of the things to make that end goal of that priority happen yet you know like one day I'll like I always kind of view guilt as like a a like a little push like I'm like working my way to be better in certain areas so I'm it's always like pushing me to be better instead of just like stopping and being like totally like eh, letting all these things go right like it's always in the back of your mind like oh I I want to be better at healthy eating, but I just don't have time to make healthy snacks today and it's okay. But, um, but yeah, so I don't want to like totally forget about those things that are important to me, but I understand the amount of time that I have and like my capacity for the season that I'm in, I guess. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And what I'm feeling like I'm hearing is that your voice of guilt is a lot nicer than my voice of guilt. Yeah, it does sound like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just kind of sits and waits by the door and yours is like yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine's not really here to help. <laughs> no. no. All right. Yeah, yours puts like very, it sounds like yours puts like negative thoughts into your head where mine is like, okay, remember I'm here. 
but I'll let you go. Right. I'm still here. I'm just sitting, waiting. Right. <laughs> and yours is like, all these terrible things are going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine feels more like it's a mean girl. Yeah. Um, just wants to tear me down and send me down a spiral. And yours seems like almost more like a coaching role. Like you need yeah. to get to this. Like maybe it might be nagging you, but it's not trying to hurt you. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's interesting. I'm I'm glad to have this chat with different, the different viewpoint and the different experience of how guilt actually like feels and sounds. Yeah. So right. that's really neat. Okay. So do you do anything that you have like made easier in your life that you are letting guilt go? Um. I mean, basically I've let guilt go on everything every time it tries to come in. Um, specifically, a lot of it revolves around home care and cooking dinner. Uh, because I just, I felt this need to overcomplicate these things and not let them be easy for so long. And I'm not good at either of them. So that was not a healthy combination to put a huge priority on like, I need to have my house totally clean and I'm not someone who's good at cleaning. And I wasn't at the time, someone who was willing to ask for help from anybody, whether it's hiring help or, you know, asking my mom to come in and help or asking my husband to help out more than he already does. Like I was unwilling. I was like, this is, this is my role that I chose when I begged to stay home from work before having kids. And I was like this was the agreement that I made that was all my choice and my decision and so I took all that on and I put a lot of pressure and expectation on myself with keeping a kitchen clean and having a perfectly balanced hot meal ready and I mean this predates me even having kids this is like me being a stay-at-home wife and I was like it's just me at home all day with two dogs and a couple cats and I can't do this and so the guilt was really getting to me that like, I couldn't keep up with the kitchen. And I never took into factoring the fact that I was seriously struggling with depression and anxiety. Didn't know at the time that I very much have a lot of traits of ADHD. Um, like, it's like everything like inside my head is against me to get this done. And yet I'm making it the number one priority in my life and thinking that I'm a complete failure if I don't do it. Sure. And so I had like that time with my husband coming in the kitchen and finding me crying because I just was having a major panic attack while trying to cook dinner in a messy kitchen that I had already spent like half an hour trying to catch up on and clean. And he's like, well, why are you even making dinner tonight? Why don't you just pull out the frozen lasagna in the freezer? I was like, because that's too easy. I can't do that. That's not enough work for you. Like, that's not good enough. And he's like, I'd be fine with pizza. The agreement was just that if I come home from work after a long day, that I'm not the one who cooks dinner anymore. Like, it's like, he didn't care the quality of the food. He just wanted something done because I said something would be done. And when you come home hungry, expecting food, you just, you're hungry, expecting food. He was not, he was not asking for, you know, Betty Crocker, Rachel Ray quality meals. He was like, fine. If you order food, like just have something ready have something in the oven. And the thing about the lasagna was it wasn't even a store-bought lasagna. 
that I was having trouble with. It was a lasagna that I had made myself and put in the freezer. I'm like, I did put in the work weeks ago. And I still feel like it's not enough. Yeah, and that were- was really when it hit me. I was like, this is not a healthy mindset that I have. Yeah. What? There is something wrong. Like some bridge not being gapped in my brain that says it's okay to have an easy to prepare dinner. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so funny that you even made the lasagna. <laughs> like it wasn't even really that easy. Like you had already done full cooking of the lasagna you just were you thinking like I I was home all day so I should make the meal instead of like and that should be saved for like a day when we're out you know really really busy yeah yeah so I think back to that every time I'm really trying to let things get super hard or um you know I finally did hire someone to come in and deep clean the house because after like six years of being in charge of cleaning the house, I realized I'm never going to get to the window tracks. I'm not going to get, if I haven't done it yet, I'm not going to get to it. I need someone to come in and do that. And that ended up being one of the best days ever because I took the time that they were in the house. I took all the kids out and played with them at the park. And I actually played with them because I wasn't stressed about going home and doing everything that I wasn't doing while the parks. I'm like, someone else is doing it finally. And I can just enjoy this moment with my kids. And that was just the best thing. And so I try to remember those kinds of things every time the guilt wants to come in and be like, we're not doing the lasagna thing again. <laughs> there's there's better ways to spend my time. I can actually enjoy this moment if I push guilt out instead of sitting here, you know, trying to play with my kids, but having that guilt that this, there's dishes in the sink. Um. Like, I struggled with that for so long. The whole, like, well, the dishes can wait. I was like, yeah, they'll be sitting there waiting, and I'll have this guilt the whole time nagging at me. I know they're waiting. They're waiting for me. <laughs> it's not a good thing that they're waiting. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Right. That's, I I do, like, have a problem. <laughs> have, have a problem with those words <laughs> that are said, like, oh, just, you know, forget about them. And you're like, forget about it. Like, how does somebody just forget about it? Like, it's always there in the back of your head. Like, I, it's a task that I have to do that got added to my to-do list. Like, it's still there. <laughs> Even right. if you wrote the task, it's still there. You still have to do it. But yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's nice. Like, that you recognized that you, I think it's great that you have that significant story, too, to, like, kind of go back on and be like, nope no more lasagna stories, not happening again, <laughs> so that you have something to hold on to every time that kind of sneaks up on you for sure. Yeah, I, my, like we were talking about, my guilt isn't like a antagonizer, like it's kind of, I, I recognize that it's there, um, but I just kind of accept that it is just, like I'm just gonna have to live despite the guilt basically, so I'm just living with it in the back of my head instead of making me unable to do because unable to do like anything really because yeah sometimes guilt can totally be paralyzing right like it just prevents you from doing all of the things instead of tackling one at a time but you're just like I have so many things that I am prioritizing and so I'm just gonna do none of them (laughs) um 
but yeah, I, we just like, like I said, I can kind of categorize the areas of things that I feel a little guilty about because I always do prioritize or I want to prioritize them, but I just, you can't prioritize everything, right? Especially if you're like an idea person, you just have a million ideas and you will not be able mm-hmm. to deal with them, right? Um, and I think I kind of touched on it before too, like that sometimes you have a priority, like I want to be healthy or I want to spend time with my kids, but like you can't spend 24 hours with them and you can't only prioritize your health, right? So the end goal of those things is something that you're working towards and you're not there yet, right? So you aren't going to feel like you've met that priority for a really long time if if ever right you're just kind of always in the in the movement towards this this thing but I yeah so one of the things is like healthy eating right and so Mm -hmm. I we our kids go to our two older girls go to dance class on Monday nights um and I don't really feel bad about this even though I I feel like partly sometimes you feel guilty when you think that there's onlookers that are judging you, right? right. Um, so <laughs> so I we go to dance class and we it's right over dinner time. And so there's this break in between both girls' dance classes, and that's when we eat dinner at the dance studio. And I bring very unhealthy random foods <laughs> I always think in my head I'm gonna have enough time to like prep something a little nicer and it's been like a year of it and I have yet to do so so I've accepted the fact that we're just eating garbage on Monday nights right. for dinner and I bring paper plates and I put it in Ziploc baggies like plastic Ziploc bags. and something that's important to me besides the healthy eating is the like waste that we have in our house right so so I'd prefer to like bring it in containers and have this healthy snacks that we're eating or healthy dinner that we're eating but we don't and there is another mom that sits there at the same time and she does always have like the nice like reusable containers and definitely much more healthy foods right so I feel like that guilt can creep back like to the front of your mind so like mine's always kind of hitting you you've like you're like I don't do guilt right That's yeah. <laughs> mine is like always you know it's there it's in the back of my head so but it totally creeps back to the forefront when it is like visible like I am looking at another human being doing what I want to be doing but I didn't do that and so then that guilt is kind of there and so it is something where you just have to be like I didn't prioritize that today so I'm not gonna do guilt about that today (laughs) because I made that choice and that is the choice that I'm gonna stay confident with like I was confident with it before we left the house (laughs) because it's easy and I needed it to be easy today um but yeah yeah so just kind of those kind of things are I let them go because yeah three little little teeny babies you need to make your life easier and yeah like things all all of those like wasteful things that I 
dreamed in my head before I came on like I'm gonna do cloth diapers and then my kid went to daycare for the first year you know and then and I was like I'm not doing that and I just now three kids and we are still using disposable diapers and I'm like ah, I, you know something that I you know have a slight amount of guilt about but I'm like it's just it is what it what we do um yeah and I like that that language I think like maybe I was listening to, do you know the Gold Digger podcast, like Jenna Kutcher at all? I am familiar. I think I might be subscribed, but I haven't listened in a while. Sure. I think like not too long ago, I think it was her podcast, but I was listening to an episode and the words that they used where they were talking about making statements like that, that were a little bit more definitive like I'm pretty sure they literally used to the words I don't do guilt like somebody made that specific sentence in there but I like that language because it's just like you're really raring and ready to go with the confidence of like I don't do this today I'm not Mm -hmm. doing guilt today I'm not concerned about wasteful diapers I'm not worried about using plastic bags and throwaway plates like it is what it is today yeah but yeah, yeah I listen to the purpose show with Ali Kasaza a lot sure yeah, and yeah, yeah the language she uses is I'm not available for this like I'm not available to feel stressed about this right now not I'm not that. available to let those emotions take the front seat like yeah so, yeah, yeah. Language can be so important. I mean, that can be a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there any last notes you wanted to add in here? If two minutes before it cuts me off. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I really, I really don't think so. I think just, yeah, I think just like really knowing that season that you're in, um, and just like you said, what your what space you have available and how much you can handle. And as soon as it starts to like cause that crazy, that guilt cause that crazy anxiety to sneak up on you, that's when you have to be like, I, like you said, I'm not available or I just, I don't do this today because I don't have room and I don't have time to tackle that on and add that to my to-do list today. So, um how can I make my life a little bit easier despite my guilt right yeah all right I love that and just really quick say where like my followers could find you oh sure sure um yeah you can find me at natashamila.com that's the easiest place or I hang out on Instagram a lot so underscore natashamila underscore is my handle thank you so much yeah Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of Meant to Bloom. It really does mean the world to me. But are you ready to take this a step farther? Check out the description below of this episode and grab your mindset makeover. It's totally free, my gift to you. Then hop on Instagram and let me know what you thought of this episode. Tag me at Britt Clarkson. That's B-R-I-T-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. If any part of this resonated with you, please... Let me know by tagging me or leave a review and share on social media so other mamas can find this too. If it helped you, it's going to help someone else. You're part of a movement now. Let's go. Mm